Hello everybody, welcome back to rainy Scottsdale, Arizona. Much to Berm's disappointment. You can't even see Mummy Mountain right today uh, as our chief meteorologist at Letterman Row continues you. to be devastated. By even the, the hump on the camelback is missing. You can't see anything out here in the rain. Uh, I've got some news for you though, Berm. It's gonna be perfect 72 and dry tomorrow night. And it's gonna be 50 and sunny tomorrow throughout the day here <laughs> in the metropolitan Phoenix area. Oh, for your tailgating pleasure, if you're joining us out here in the desert, this is the playoff drive brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Tim May, that's Jeremy Birmingham, I am Austin Ward. Uh, just one more day until Clemson and Ohio State out here in the college football playoff. Uh, had a chance this morning to talk to Dabo Sweeney and Ryan Day, the last sort of preparations. Any big takeaway for you this morning, Tim? Well, I had three quickies for Ryan Day, and they both <laughs> had a chuckle about that. Uh, uh, Justin Fields, I guess, is great. Great. According to a Ryan Day. And, uh, and like, you know, like everybody, I mean, I even asked this question. You asked some too, but I, I asked the question, you know, are you, Ryan Day, are you looking forward to this chess match with Brent Venables, mm -hmm. the uh, highly regarded uh, defensive coordinator for Clemson? Because we all know that uh, three years ago, before Ryan Day showed up at Ohio State, Ohio State lost that chess match big time. Yeah. When you score Zippo, you have no chance of winning. That so, is correct. I mean, I think Ryan Day uh, is eager. I'm, I'm, I'm quitting using the term champion at the bit because some <laughs> guy says, no, it's chomping. I go, no, it's champion, but I digress. <laughs> He's eager to, uh, I think, get into this game and, and kind of match wits with that dude. It, it's interesting to look at this because if you had Clemson's defensive front burn from a couple of years ago, you'd think, yeah. well, there's that's going to be a much tougher road to hoe, but I don't. Yeah, it would have been. I don't look at this Clemson defense as anywhere near what it was from 16 or even the last couple of years when they were in the college football playoff. And I think that there are a lot of opportunities where Ryan Day's got to be feeling pretty good going into tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, what Clemson does defensively is about multiplicity, right? It's about being able to confuse people pre-snap, but also to, to switch up from a 3-4 to a 4-3 to man to zone. And that's really what the goal is because they don't have the personnel that they've had in the last few years on the defensive side of the ball. Those guys are coming. Like that's the future of Clemson football, but that's just not right there now. Um, you know, they do have a very young roster. I think you have like 40 guys, 45 of maybe, that are sophomores or freshmen on their team. So, like, if you're gonna get them, this may be the time to get them for Ohio State, considering the Buckeyes are so veteran. Um, but you know, what to me this morning, what you could see was one guy who's been here five times and feels pretty comfortable, and another guy just sort of let that guy talk. And I, maybe that's Ryan Day's way of. Of just saying, hey, it is. this this is you. And Ryan is a very like thoughtful person, and you could sort of just see the wheels turning in his head every single time Dabo was daboing. Uh, yeah, Ryan, I don't no, think I there's think any coach that's yeah. going to get a word in edgewise yeah. with Dabo around, and he's a freewheeling, yeah. you know, kind of showboating guy. When you asked your question, he was up there going one, yeah. two, yeah. like I mean, that's obviously that is partly because yeah. he's comfortable on the stage but also it's because that's just who he is that's yeah, his whole that's persona his and so i think ryan day was content to sit there get through it and try not to say a whole bunch uh especially about was, justin fields ryan, i think ryan day also was selling a, yet another uh, style of a uh, sport jacket you know i mean <laughs> uh, you know he's like he said he's getting those from a guy from akron yeah. anyway he told you the other day <laughs> that, that red one is sharp man that red one that, that one's a pretty sharp jacket and we've seen him in a few of those but but yeah i mean i i think ryan day like I said, I think he's eager to because he knows what's it. You know, he knows what's up here. He knows Ohio State has never beaten Clemson. Ohio State got shut out by Clemson. He also knows that's before he ever showed up at Ohio State. Right. And uh, this is as as I as I've explained it many times this week. This is as deep an Ohio State offense, and we've only talked about the offense yet. But deep in Ohio State offense, by that I mean the things it can get to if A, B, C, and D are done 
they have an E, the A, B, C, and D, they have an E and an F yeah. or a G. I mean, and uh, that's what's going to be intriguing tomorrow night. But what's really going to come down to, and I know we talk about this a bunch, you got to have guys make plays. Because these teams, like Dabo said, they are mirror images in a lot of respects. Extremely talented. Yep. Uh, yes, Clemson's defensive front could use a little more seasoning maybe. But, boy, if you watch our last several games, they kind of took control of games yep. up front. Who were they playing? Big question, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the bottom line is, doesn't matter. You know, uh, they still took control, and that's what they wanted. You know, they're coming in, I think, with a lot of confidence yeah. on what they're about, and number two, a lot of ability. Well, it's kind of funny about this matchup to me as the week has gone on and the the disrespect bowl has has played out. The conversation about it, like Damon Arnett, uh, I can I got a quote from him for a story that Berm wrote yesterday about. DBU versus wide receiver U with that that key matchup for the game and Arnett's like well it feels like for us every time there's another big game they say it's a test but somehow that hasn't applied to Clemson which didn't play anyone the entire season well, they didn't play any big games that is but they don't say they're not saying well this is Clemson's first test because they haven't played like per, against a like personnel team they yet. haven't played a talent equated game since last year's yeah. playoff but I think and, that's the thing with Clemson is that it's the same thing that happened last year so if they, they are people saw that this is what they did, right? You have 12, 13 games of, of warm-up against teams that you can't lose to, and then you have essentially three and a half months of preparing for the teams that you could lose to, and, and that's a big advantage. Dabo, Clemson is built for the college football right. playoff. Dabo talked about it this morning. In my he, said, he said, well, you know, if, if one of the teams here didn't play a conference championship game, maybe it's different. Clemson <laughs> didn't play a conference, so they had... 13 weeks to prepare for this stuff. And I, I guarantee you, and they, they'll never admit it, but I guarantee you they've been looking at Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, these, Georgia. They've been looking at these teams all year long, yeah. waiting for, for these moments. And that, that's a huge advantage when you don't have to finish the season with Michigan State and, and Wisconsin and Penn, Penn State. State and Michigan and Wisconsin again. Like, that is a different road to hoe if we're going to continue right. to use yeah, that. Yeah, that's swats twice in one yeah. show. I guess my question is this this particular Clemson, take. this particular <laughs> Clemson team, you know, they're not last year's national championship team. There's a lot of uh, familiar faces on that team, but I, I'm just wondering if there's something to the fact that they are untested, that they the only time they went down to, to the wire was against the North Carolina team that honestly would have no business uh, should have had no business beating them whatsoever. And the fact that these Ohio State players, like the, the other conversation is they've never been in the playoff. Like how will they handle the environment? Well, they've already played, you know, three top 13 teams in a row. They had yeah. to actually go through a, yeah. a, a fight in, to win the Big Ten. It's like, I, well, I don't I think that's why it's so important what we talked about yesterday. The Buckeyes have to come out of the gate in this game aggressive and put points on the board early because if that doubt creeps in at all, that's when things start to go in a weird direction quickly. And I, I know they've been able to bounce back against Wisconsin. They when were. They, but this isn't Wisconsin. This is a much different team they're playing and a team that has, uh, whether or not it's fair to compare the 2016 game or the 2013 game or 1977 game, like this is a different team, obviously. But there's that little doubt in the back of your head when all of a sudden you're like, why can't we get over this stupid hump? Some programs have some programs numbers and we don't want, you don't ever want to, like like Ryan Day said, this is about this year. But it's funny how history does repeat well, itself I mean, in weird yeah, ways. We, we say the same thing every last few years with the Michigan game. 
It's like this year's different, oh, yeah. but it doesn't matter because well, it, every other year has been like this. So, it, but you play Michigan every year. I, so, or I also told you that it wasn't going to be different because yeah. it's happened every yeah. single well, way. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, same sure, same sure. way history yeah. repeating every single time. Rolling along here on the playoff drive, brought to you by Byers Auto. Uh, big uh, confirmation, I guess, what we've seen with the availability report now out for Ryan Day. No game time decisions. No new names that are out for tomorrow night. So that means uh, even if they're not 100 percent. Whatever the percentage is that we joked about yesterday, Justin Fields is ready to go. Sean Wade is ready to go with that uh, lower body injury. Damon Arnett with the back and a new cast, he's going to play. All those starters, with the exception of Jonathan Cooper, the projected starters will all be out there. And I don't, you know, that's a huge deal. I thought another name that was on the depth chart, and we'll see if it's accurate, uh, is ready to go is Josh Allaby. Backup left tackle, sure. backup right tackle, really, when you think about it. And uh, you got Nicholas Petit Frere there. As a, a backup, too. Just wanted to throw the name out there, see if Frenchie would jump on it. But, I think uh, I got it right this but week. But the bottom so. line is there that, that you know, because we remember, we remember how Josh Allaby came in and key situation this year, how he played in the Rose Bowl last year in place of Thayer Munford and uh, played a great game, in my opinion. So uh, that's as key as anything else in the depth chart. I agree with you. And uh, I just keep looking at that depth chart and it says, and it says Justin Fields and Gunnar Hoke or Chris Chuganoff. Well, and I, it says Demario McCall or <laughs> Master Teague III. A, a few of those updates have not been made. Yeah, I asked Mike Yersich uh, about the backup quarterback situation on media day because earlier in the week we were watching practice. Gunnar Hoke was the guy taking second team reps, yeah. and we were like, hey, that's a little different. And I said, what is this about? And he said, Gunnar's going to be here next year. We're just getting him some extra reps. Yeah. If it comes down to a situation on Saturday night where Justin Fields goes out, Chris Chuganoff is still the guy going in, not going to help. Remember, I, we were all talking. Everybody was talking about Haskins a couple of years ago out here. Mm. As a matter of fact, it's 2016, and yeah. uh, what a great, what a great practice he had, et cetera. So, yeah, this is. A, I mean, it, that's a difficult balancing act where we've talked about it a bunch. Where this isn't a traditional bowl game, and Ohio State hasn't really had that week where they could just let young guys get reps. Right. So you have to kind of find it where you can. The other name on the depth chart that was updated recently, um, you have Garrett Wilson on top of the punt returner. That's been the case now for four or five games, but you look at this one, this is not a matchup where you can let something slip on in the special teams. Uh, you can't muff a punt and give Clemson a free possession. It's going to be inside. He's not going to have to deal with a lot of that other other stuff, but Garrett Wilson is going to have to be at his best, and, and Tim, we've, the most you've talked about him a lot. The most thing to do in football <clears throat> is field a punt, and then you add wind and uh, rain and cold into it, You know, which we saw him have a couple of problems uh, against Rutgers and what Michigan? Yeah, uh, yeah. You can't afford to have that happen. Like, like you, we were talking about last night. Why don't you just let them hit? I mean, <laughs> just yeah. send all eleven. Like yeah. Berm was saying, Garrett, you know, Garrett's five more yards. Garrett wants to make a big play. So yeah, that, that's his dynamic. That's who he is. He thinks if he gets the ball in his hands, yes, he's going to score a touchdown. And you've seen on the punt return game all year long, he's been very close to breaking one. And you know, Wisconsin or the Rutgers game, the Michigan game, that was when Ohio State had sort of stretched out the lead and it looked like they were just about to put the icing uh, on the cake. And then he was like, okay, I'm just going to end it myself yeah. and return a punt for a touchdown. Yeah. And then he fumbled. So it's about keeping a level head in this game. Garrett catching the ball wide is as good tracking a football as anybody will see go through Ohio State, maybe ever, when it comes to just tracking a ball through the air and catching it. But when it comes down to that moment, that tension of, I'm going to do something right now. Uh, maybe tomorrow night is the right time to play a little more Keep your the conservative. Ball so you catch it, I think, yeah. is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. a, a yeah. couple, you know, fair catches are fine because 
Ohio State doesn't really need something explosive uh, in special teams as good as their offense is. Maybe in a well, maybe maybe in a talent equated game this that is would a damn good defense they're going against. Let's don't let's don't get too over the top it here. It doesn't I mean, hurt to have a big play we'll in special what, teams. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But this this is the most talented team they have faced this year on both sides of the ball, in my humble opinion. Do you agree? I, I think there's no question yeah, that they, they these are the two best teams in the country. And yeah, I think they've probably played a couple teams that are better. I would consider better defensively. Really, the numbers I think are a little skewed by the opposition. Uh, it's not to take anything away from them, but I think you know, when you look at, at what Penn State, was, Wisconsin and and Penn State are two very talented defenses. Agreed. Um, you know what Michigan State they had their struggles I guess I just like the athleticism that I see I don't disagree with on you the on that side yeah. of the ball for you know defensive side they've got guys that can run with guys and it's sort of it's sort of a mismatch because Clemson's front right. back seven is probably better than Penn State's but you know that front seven it's right that's yeah. where you Penn, get into Penn State athletically up front was better than anybody who has played this season especially their front yeah. four their athleticism and then you had you know, you know what uh Micah Michael Parsons, Parsons was able to do, yeah. and that's where I, that's where Isaiah Simmons worries me a little bit. Yeah, uh, saw the same thing in the first half against Wisconsin. Right. You yeah. saw what Chris Orr did against Ohio State twice this year. Yeah, um, and so that that free ranging linebacker guy that kind of has the ability to uh, improvise and, and go on his own, like that to me is the guy that scares me. And it's not because it's Isaiah Simmons. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the key component to a Brent Venables defense is that guy. No, and it's Man. also why Justin Fields needs to be able to move. Exactly. And that's why I'm, I'm as curious as you guys are to see how well Justin Fields moves early in the game. But then that Wisconsin game, he looked sort of – he ran a couple times. But he didn't look like a real guy, you know, early in that game. And all of a sudden, the second half, yeah. he kind of – he kind of channeled uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr. and got it done another way. And now it's yeah, when it's time to get it done and extending, as we saw with the famous play against Michigan and the one that you and I have talked about, and I said it was the most underrated play in the Big Ten title game, rolling out third and eight, Chris Olave, yeah. 50 yards, yes. really turned that. As long as he can do that, as I've said all week on the playoff drive uh, brought to you by Byers Auto, Ohio State can be fine offensively. Yeah, when you can break, when you can break, break contain, form, yeah. Break form is what I'm more looking at, and keep a play alive. But these receivers have learned to play with him as this as this season has gone along. Right. That's where you really get things against a defense like Clemson. All right, it's time for you guys. It's what you've been waiting for all week. We're finally uh, about 24 hours away from that kickoff. So these guys have got their score predictions. Mine is written down. It's going to be on Letterman Road tomorrow morning. But I'll tip my hand a little bit after these guys are done. Tim, what do you expect to see tomorrow night? What is your score prediction for Ohio State Clemson? Well, I'm just looking at the fake owl that's on the top of that building over there. It's supposed Oops. to scare away the birds, but the <laughs> birds were coming around anyway. It reminded me of one we had in our barn a long time ago. Yeah, you know? like so that. Wow. Just when you think something's going to be one way, it's another. It okay. happens another. That's a pretty good analogy there, sort of, not. So you've just been staring at that owl the whole show? No, or? I just noticed it up there. I noticed the birds <laughs> flocking around it like it's their daddy. But I digress. Uh, I'm, I'm picking Ohio State 34-31. I, think, I don't like to pick three-point games because I think it's a cop-out, kind of like a fade route. Yeah. And, and when you get it down the red zone, yeah. hey, run can't think real, of anything else. Run just... a real play, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I just think this is going to be a close game. It could be thirty. It could be thirty-four, twenty-four, and then team scores late to cut the one. But I like Ohio State thirty-four, thirty-one, because guys, you got to remember this is the kind of game. There's no tomorrow if you don't win today. I meaning Saturday, you've got to let it all hang out, I and mean, that's why these games end up being more offensive than you think they're going to be when you look at the great defenses involved. Yeah. Because you, you're going to you're going to 
you're going to try everything you can to get the ball to the end zone. 34-31 Ohio State. Hey, uh, Spencer, come in here and give your score prediction. I can't let you hang for the rest of the week without it. We've got Chives coming back from behind the camera. Don't fall into that water there. You've had some time to think about it. What do you got tomorrow? Uh, I've, I've had 38-34 in my head since the game was announced, and it's flipped about 11 times. <laughs> I think I'm official on 38-34 Ohio State. I just think Justin Fields makes a couple more plays than Trevor Lawrence. I think Ohio State's secondary gets to him a little more than he's expecting. He hasn't seen a secondary like this. I think Chase Young plays a big part in that, but I think Justin Fields makes a couple plays. 38-34. Okay. Two votes there. Berm. You can say it in French if no, you want. I, 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 like Spencer, I've been back and forth all week. There are days when I, I feel like Clemson's experience in this type of situation will serve them well. There are other days like today when I sit down and look at it objectively. and I don't think that this is a bad matchup for Ohio State. I know that Clemson's a very good football team, but I don't think that their strengths uh, give them an edge over Ohio State's weaknesses. I think that strength against strength, and I think in that situation a lot of times Things get neutralized out, and it comes down to one or two playmakers. And I, I we haven't talked about him all week, but J.K. Dobbins yeah. mm. is Travis at, at the end, and J.K. Dobbins are the keys for both right. teams. And they're being man. so overlooked, and I really yeah. think that this game comes down to who's able to run the ball better. And I think that the Buckeyes are going to be able to run the ball better. And I've got a 28 to 24 type win. I don't think it's going to be super high scoring. Um, but I think you're going to see great football from both teams. I, I really think this is going to be the game of the year in college football. From a talent standpoint, from a moxie standpoint, from a confidence standpoint, these teams are both in their element yeah. in this game, which is why it could be a great game. That's why you know it's hard to put your finger on what it's going to It's going to turn on somebody making a play mm. that was unexpected. Like right. I said about Benjamin Victor against Penn State two years ago. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That woke up everybody. I mean – that's what these games come. That's what. That's how Clemson beat Alabama last year. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence had a hell of a game. T. Higgins had a ridiculous game. Yeah, so Justin, the other receivers. Justin Ross and was Justin Ross. Guarded. So that's what you gotta. You, you, we we like to tell you exactly what to expect. What you have to expect is the unexpected. You have two of the of the most talented teams in the country. Two of the best coach teams in the country. Two of yes the best coaches in the country at, at, at the head coach spot. Two of the best defensive coordinators in the country. Two of the best offensive lines in the country. Two, I mean, it, this you have is, defensive staffs that take care of A, that, that like to do B, but take care yeah, of A. This if you is, follow my drift, I mean, they're sound. They rarely make have guys out of gaps. They make, yeah. but they like to mess with your mind. And uh, this is so interesting. I, I just last thought is I really think we're in for like a, an all-time game on Saturday night, and I'm super excited to be able to be on the field for it, no matter what happens. But I think Ohio State 28-24. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. On the score with a little bit more with Spencer and Tim, just because even when you can play great defense against these teams, they're they're so talented they're gonna score. You play great defense and get two or three stops and one turnover, you can pat yourself on the back, and that makes the difference. Uh, I think both teams are gonna be in the 30s, and I think it's gonna be 38-31. Buckeyes, it'll be uh, the hundredth win for Ohio State since I started covering this team. I think they'll get it in style. Will they give uh, you a trophy? I think they should. I get, I'm going to be part of the celebration because, I mean, I showed up in 2012 and everything changed for this program. Uh, well done. And I, well done. I can't think of any other reason Maybe that things. Maybe will give his Della Bonova <laughs> any, any other reason that things might have changed uh, since 2012. You've really done it. But it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride. <laughs> It'll be uh, 100th win. And as you guys say, uh, <laughs> as you guys said, I, I can't wait to be out there. Uh, it's, been, it's been a fun week, a long week getting ready for it. 
especially with doing these playoff drives, uh, brought to you by Byers Auto all week to get ready. I'm ready for, to actually see the game. We've broken it down about every single way that I think we can. We hope you've enjoyed our coverage at Letterman Row all week. Obviously, we're going to have a ton more coming on Saturday. And then whatever happens uh, after kickoff out here in Glendale this weekend, you know, Tim, Jeremy Birmingham, Spencer Holbrook, and I will keep uh, providing that coverage for you all the time at LettermanRow.com. Uh, for these guys, I'm Austin Ward. This has been the Playoff Drive. We will see you at State Farm Stadium tomorrow night.